Welcome to the European Parliamentary Research Service Podcasts. In this podcast, we'll talk about taxing the digital economy. We'll analyze the main challenges, look at EU proposals and new developments to make international tax regimes fit for the digital age. Stay with us. Taxes. Nobody likes to pay them. But everybody does. Or not. The fact is, today, digital companies pay much less tax than traditional businesses, even when they make the same profit. That's because under current rules, a company can be taxed on the profits it makes in a country if it has a physical presence there, but not if it only operates online. This puts traditional brick-and-mortar businesses and citizens at a clear disadvantage. So, it's time to change the rules, although this is easier said than done. The European Union and international organizations such as the United Nations and the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development, the OECD, have been trying for years to come up with a fair taxation system fit for the new business realities. But the challenges are multiple. Next to the lack of a physical presence that allows digital businesses to elude tax obligations in certain jurisdictions, there is the issue of value creation. In the digital economy, value is often created from a combination of algorithms, user data, sales functions and knowledge. It's not easy to connect these more intangible assets to a specific geographical location. So what do some of the digital companies do? They shift profits to those with the lowest corporate tax rates. The challenge for tax authorities is to identify foreign income generated by intangibles and to determine how such income is allocated amongst different entities, forming the huge multinational groups. Furthermore, highly digitalized businesses rely heavily on the use of data and user-generated content. But how to determine to what extent the users who allow platforms to use their data in exchange for free access contribute to value creation? Some, including the EU, believe taxes should be levied in the country where users are located, since they contribute to value creation. However, the value of data collected by a business would not generally figure on its balance sheet. So, what amount should be taxed? There's no doubt the current lack of updated rules makes it extremely challenging to establish exactly how and where value is created. And there is no commonly agreed way of assessing the tax basis and the taxable presence for digitalized businesses. So what is the EU doing about it? Stay with us. After years of inconclusive debate at international level, in March 2018, the EU came up with a new set of rules to tax the digital economy. First, an interim solution would introduce a 3% digital services tax to revenues resulting from the provision of digital services by companies with annual worldwide revenues above 750 million euros and EU revenues of 50 million euros. Second, a long-term solution would require broadening the concept of permanent establishment to include a significant digital presence in a member state's territory. The Parliament quickly voted to introduce this principle, which would ensure that companies generating revenues in a member state without having a physical presence, but having a digital permanent establishment, get the same tax treatment as those with physical headquarters. 
but the proposal fell short of securing consensus in the Council. Faced with an enduring stalemate at the EU level and in the absence of a more global solution, some countries decided to go their own way, giving rise to trade tensions and threatening the good functioning of the single market. France, for instance, one of the strongest supporters of an EU approach, decided in July 2019 to introduce a 3% digital services tax on the gross income from digital services of companies with global revenues of more than 750 million euros per year and above 25 million euros in France. European countries such as Austria, Italy, Poland, Slovakia and Spain have also introduced their own digital tax rates, while others have either begun working on it or are waiting for a more global solution to be found. And the moment may have arrived. Stay with us. In October 2021, the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development announced that following years of intense negotiations, 136 countries had finally reached an agreement on how to tackle the tax policy challenges arising from the digitalization of the economy and end the infamous race to the bottom. That's excellent news. But what's the deal? The agreement brokered by the OECD reforms the international tax system by allowing for the taxation of multinational firms where they generate profit, that is, where their consumers are, instead of where they are located. This applies to the largest and most profitable multinationals, with a global turnover above €20 billion and a level of profitability above 10%. So we're talking about not more than 100 companies worldwide. In addition, a global minimum corporate tax rate of 15% will apply to all companies with an annual revenue above 750 million euros. According to the OECD, this will generate an additional 130 billion euros in tax revenues globally. This is the first major reform of the international tax system since it was first set up in the 1920s. The G20 finance ministers endorsed it in July 2021 and heads of state rubber-stamped it during the recent G20 Leaders' Summit, which took place at the end of October in Rome, hosted by Italian Prime Minister Mario Draghi. The agreement on minimum taxation is an extraordinary result that uh, couldn't be reached other than in a multilateral context. Both the European Commission and the European Parliament have celebrated the agreement, calling it an historic moment and a major step forward in making our global tax system fairer. Here's the President of the European Commission, Ursula von der Leyen. When we are repairing our economies right now and when we are investing in uh, the recovery, we will and have to pay attention to fairness. And the global tax agreement we have found does exactly that. From the EU side, we will already make a proposal for implementation on the minimum effective tax rate before the end of this year. And we expect the system to be globally in in place by 2022. While the deal has overcome some major impediments, it still faces several potential snags before it comes into force in a couple of years from now, including the setting up of a credible dispute resolution mechanism. Want to know more? Check out Marcin Czesapanski's briefing on the EPRS website. This is a European Parliamentary Research Service podcast. Thanks for listening.